You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. Email is an inherently insecure protocol. If you're looking for more robust privacy for sensitive communications, you should actually opt out of email altogether and use an end-to-end encrypted messaging app like Signal. But sometimes you need to use email because someone else insists on it. So how do you make that email usage more private? We've talked before about how Gmail is not end-to-end encrypted and so they're able to read all the contents of what you send and receive. Luckily, there are far more private options out there, like ProtonMail and Tutanota, just to name two. But let's dive deeper on this topic. What if you run a business? You don't necessarily want your work emails coming from at protonmail.com. It's not a professional look. Your email address reflects your brand, and it tells potential customers, colleagues, and other parties how seriously they should take you. And that's why many businesses will use a custom domain, like at billsmowingservice.com. If you want to use your own custom domain, are you relegated to using non-private email hosts? Actually, no. In this video, I'm gonna show you how to use custom domain email addresses with a more private email provider. So instead of purchasing your custom email addresses through your web registrar domain, whether you use GoDaddy, Namecheap, or whatever, you still manage your custom domain through them, but you'll purchase your email hosting and custom addresses elsewhere. And then in your web registrar, portal, you'll change the settings so that it knows to send all your emails to these other email services. Both Tutanota and ProtonMail allow you to host your custom addresses through them. I'm going to look specifically at the steps for hosting with ProtonMail, but the process is very similar for both. As always, this episode is not sponsored by ProtonMail. We actually don't do show sponsors. We just think ProtonMail is a great option for private email and is super easy to use if you're just starting to explore options other than Gmail or Yahoo etc. Let's start with understanding why ProtonMail is one of the better email options for privacy. They were one of the pioneers of zero access and end-to-end encrypted email. What does this mean? Well, instead of storing emails in the clear or accessible to the employees at that company, ProtonMail encrypts your email in multiple ways. First, they use end-to-end encryption, which is where messages are encrypted at both ends of a conversation so that only the sender and recipient can read it. Encryption and decryption of emails happens entirely on a user's own device, and this prevents anyone in the middle from reading your private communications, including the government and even ProtonMail itself. But all parties must have the same abilities to encrypt and decrypt messages for end-to-end encryption to work. If communications are happening between two different platforms, one that supports end-to-end encryption and one that doesn't, this process gets complicated. ProtonMail tries to make it super simple. If you send ProtonMail to ProtonMail, your email will be automatically end-to-end encrypted. The method used to do this is called PGP, which stands for pretty good privacy. It's the most widely used email encryption system in the world, but it's also renowned for being too complicated for most people. The fact that ProtonMail turns this on by default for Proton-to-Proton emails means that anyone can use PGP to secure their communications regardless of their technical knowledge. It's also a great reason to encourage more people in your network to join ProtonMail because it means that more of your emails will be end-to-end encrypted by default. ProtonMail is a very popular privacy-focused 
email provider, which means that it has a great network effect. What if you're sending and receiving emails from people outside of ProtonMail? ProtonMail also allows you to send and receive PGP encrypted emails with non-ProtonMail users by attaching your public key to an email, but you have to be a little more tech savvy to set it all up. If you're after something a little more simple, you can also use their option called password protected email. You secure the email you're sending with a password that's been pre-agreed upon, and only someone who knows this password will be able to read it. All of these options are example of end-to-end -end encryption, but ProtonMail also offers another kind of encryption called zero access encryption. This is where emails in a user's account will be encrypted at rest and put out of the reach of ProtonMail. If someone sends you an unencrypted email, ProtonMail will immediately encrypt it using the ProtonMail account owner's public encryption key. Once they do this, ProtonMail itself is no longer able to read the message as it sits in their storage. Only the recipient of that email will be able to read it. This is great if someone, for example, hacks ProtonMail because the hacker won't be able to read the contents of anyone's inbox. Obviously, if the email was sent by Gmail, Google will still have a copy of the email and will be able to read it. But it's great that ProtonMail removes this risk on their end. So let's move on to custom domains. It turns out that if you want to take advantage of all these encryption benefits, you don't even need to use an at ProtonMail email address. You can actually use your own custom domain and have ProtonMail host it for you. And it's far simpler to set up than you realize. The process will vary slightly depending on who your domain registrar is, but if you get lost, ProtonMail has detailed instructions for all the major domain registrars. To start with, you must have a paid Proton plan. The number of custom domains you can use with ProtonMail depends on your plan. Once you've signed up for a plan, you'll follow these four steps for directing your custom domain email to ProtonMail. First, you'll add your custom domain to your ProtonMail account. Then you'll verify that you actually own that domain. You'll set up your email addresses inside of ProtonMail, and if you need to set up business addresses for multiple people, you'll add those team members to your account. And finally, you'll configure your domain registrar's DNS records so that ProtonMail handles the emails sent and received using that domain. The last step sounds complicated, but you're basically just copying and pasting things into your web registrar porthole. Let's begin with the first step, adding your domain to ProtonMail. Go to ProtonMail settings, domain names, and click add domain. Type it in and you'll probably be asked to re-enter your ProtonMail password for security reasons. That's it for step one, simple. In step two, you'll prove to ProtonMail that you control this domain. To do this, you will add a TXT record to your domain in your web registrar porthole. A TXT record is basically a note that can be added to your DNS records that's human readable or machine readable, and one domain can have many TXT records. The TXT record that we'll add will be a unique code generated by ProtonMail for you. Once ProtonMail sees this code attached to your domain, they'll know that you really do own it. Click Next or go to the Verify tab in ProtonMail and they'll tell you what you need to fill in in each field. Then go to your domain registrar porthole. Every domain registrar will be slightly different, but usually you'll click something like Manage next to your domain and you'll find the Advanced DNS Settings. You'll go to Host Records and you'll select Add a New Record and there'll be a field for TXT. Copy the inputs that ProtonMail gave you under the Verify tab. Under Type, you'll write TXT record. Under Host, put the at symbol. And if the at symbol isn't accepted, enter your domain. And some hosting providers don't provide a field for host or name, in which case you can just ignore that section going forward. Under Value, paste the unique code that ProtonMail told you to copy. Under TTL, select a low value
you to update your DNS record faster, something like five minutes or whichever preset your web register will allow. Save your settings in your domain register porthole and in ProtonMail, click Next. This will trigger a DNS check by ProtonMail servers. They'll look up the TXT records for your domain and see if any match the verification code. ProtonMail will signal whether the step has passed under the status section. If it didn't succeed, just try checking again later because it can sometimes take a while. Once you've successfully verified that you own your domain, you can move on to redirecting email for your domain to ProtonMail by creating an MX record. This stands for Mail Exchanger Record, and this specifies the mail server responsible for accepting email messages on behalf of a domain name. In this case, you'll be specifying ProtonMail. Note that if you already have email for this domain set up elsewhere, after you change the MX records, emails will be delivered to ProtonMail inboxes instead of these old inboxes. So if you have any email addresses associated with your domain already in use, you'll want to set those up inside ProtonMail before switching anything over to avoid disruption of service. Basically, you don't want someone to send an email to an address that hasn't been set up in ProtonMail yet because it won't be delivered. To create addresses in ProtonMail, click Add Address and choose the domain that you would like to use for that address. If you want to create email addresses for multiple users as part of an organization, you can also set up an organization and create addresses for specific users. And you can also set up a catch-all email address for your custom domain, which means that any email sent to an address at that domain will be received, even if that specific address hasn't been set up yet. If you want to create entirely new email addresses that don't already exist elsewhere, you can do that at any time in the future. You don't have to create them now. Next step, creating MX records to add ProtonMail as your designated mail server. Click Next or go to the MX tab and you'll see what you need to fill in in each field. Then in your domain register porthole, you'll find the custom MX option, usually by going to the Advanced DNS tab, clicking Mail Settings and then choosing Custom MX from the drop-down list. Under host, write the at symbol, or as before, if that's not accepted, write your domain name or ignore it if there's no host field. Under value, write mail.protonmail.ch. Under priority, write 10. And under TTL, select a low value to update your DNS record faster, something like five minutes again, or whichever preset your web register will allow. Save your settings and then enter a second MX record. Under host, write the at symbol. Under value, write mailsec.protonmail.ch. Under priority write 20 and under TTL you can also write five minutes or whatever your web register will allow. You've now told the internet to send email for your domain to mail.protonmail.ch as your first priority and mailsec.protonmail.ch as your second priority. You add two servers for redundancy to make sure that you can still get email if one of the servers goes offline. It may take up to a day for MX changes to be processed and email may still go to your old MX during this transition. Once the process has succeeded, the MX tab will show a green tick icon. There are other records that you'll now add in your domain register porthole, including SPF, DKIM, and DMARC records. SPF stands for Sender Policy Framework, and it tells the world which hosts are allowed to send email for your domain. So if someone gets an email that claims to be from at naomi'sawesomewebsite.com and is being sent by a ProtonMail, their email server will automatically look up your domain's SPF record and see if 
ProtonMail is allowed to send email for that domain. Adding ProtonMail to your SPF records will make your email seem more legitimate and less likely to be sent to the spam folder. To add this, go to your domain register porthole and add a new record, which will be another TXT record. You'll fill in the fields according to what the ProtonMail information tells you under the SPF tab. The type is a TXT record, the host is an at symbol. For value, you'll copy what's written on the ProtonMail page in the value data points to column. TTL, you'll add something like five minutes. DKAM record stands for Domain Keys Identified Mail, and it's a way of verifying if an email was sent by trusted servers and has not been tampered with. If you previously had these set up under a TXT record in your domain register porthole, you'll delete those and instead you'll add a CNAME record. In ProtonMail, under the DKIM tab, you'll see three host names and values. Add all of them one by one into your register porthole. For the first one, under type, put CNAME record. Host will say protonmail.underscore.domainkey. For value, you will copy and paste the first value slash data entry in the DKIM tab. For TTL, again, put five minutes or something. Save the settings and then do the same thing for the other two CNAME records. DMARC stands for Domain-Based Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance. It allows you to specify what happens with failed emails sent from your domain and to be notified about these failures. It's basically a safeguard that you can put in place to make it harder for malicious actors to spoof your email by stopping fake emails pretending to be from your domain from entering anyone's inbox. If an email fails both the SPF and DKIM checks when a receiving server gets it, the server can do one of three actions. Nothing, quarantine or reject. To choose which option you'd prefer, click on the DMARC tab. In your domain register porthole, you'll add another TXT field and you'll copy the information provided by ProtonMail into the field. Setting P equals none means that even if an email fails SPF or DKIM, the receiving server of an email apparently sent by your domain will still accept your email as usual. Setting P equals quarantine is recommended by ProtonMail and it tells the receiving server to send failed emails to the spam folder. If you want super aggressive protections, you can set P equals reject. This tells the receiving server to not accept failed emails. Large companies like Yahoo and PayPal will set this to reject to stop people spoofing their emails to try to scam people. There are risks to putting more aggressive DMARC instructions though, as it may stop even legitimate emails from being delivered. For example, if you're sending a newsletter to multiple recipients. So that's why DMARC is set to none by default by ProtonMail. And if you'd like reports about whether your emails are being accepted or denied, you can add the parameter RUA equals and then mail to colon and an email address of your choice. You'll now get reports to that email address about any failed emails. That's the whole process. And you can now send and receive emails emails using your custom domain using your ProtonMail account. A final benefit of using custom email domains is that, as well as appearing more professional, you're also helping protect yourself against losing access to important communications channels. If you rely on something like at gmail.com as your primary form of communication, if Gmail suddenly decides to ban you from their service, or if there's an outage, suddenly no one will be able to contact you at your address. If you control your domain and something happens to your email provider, like their site goes down or you're kicked off their service, you can simply go to your domain register porthole and redirect your email to a new email host in a matter of minutes. Having personalized addresses at custom domains will put you more in control. And choosing this option doesn't have to mean sacrificing your privacy. Let's move towards email providers that don't harvest the contents of all our emails. This goes a long way to helping us reclaim our privacy in the digital age.
I'm a Bitcoin Baron, I'm scared.